This is Corolla Digital. Hi, folks. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, I bring back the hamper update. We haven't had it in a long time. And I'm going to tell you something about I haven't had in a long time. You'll find it all out when you listen for free through iTunes or go to LarryMillerPodcast.com. It's time for this week's CarCast with your host, Adam Carolla, and moderator, Matt D'Andrea. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No charge. Bring it on. Manny, get on. Welcome to yet another CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator. Hey. Andrea over there. Troy Ladd, owner, Hollywood Hot Rods here. How you guys doing? Good, Troy. We've spoken to on a number of occasions, went down, visited his shop, saw him featured on a show or two back in the day. Thought it was some really interesting stuff. Troy does uh, some really cool one-off stuff, and um, the aviation-themed car was the one that uh, I thought was the most interesting. Um, What's that one called, by the way? Uh, That's called the Platinum Bomb. And that mm-hmm. was a few years back, and uh, it's been out and about, and uh, that car lives on the, I think the owner lives on the west side. So he just drives it around and enjoys it since when uh, It's out here in the around. neighborhood. Um, no, actually, uh, uh, west Santa side. Monica, west side. Right. Uh, yeah. This is not west side. My neighborhood. <laughs> your neighborhood. Yeah, it's my neighborhood. Oh, your, your but neighborhood. Anyone, yeah. anyone who's listening to this, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, 11 miles as the crow flies from where we're at right sure. now. Right. So not exactly. So like two hours? <laughs> Depending on the day. On a Sunday, right. yeah. yeah. Um, he's uh, brought something cool for us, so we can uh, get to that as yeah. well. Um, just... As, Almost exclusively American stuff, right? I've, I've, I mean, a lot of stuff has a sort of Euro flavor to it. But have you done uh, some? Have you done a European or God forbid Japanese car? Uh, no, I don't think we no. have. But I do feel like there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of Euro flavor to a lot of a lot of your cars. There is because I really like that kind of uh, uh, vintage traditional vibe in hot rodding, American hot rodding, and American motorsports, and things like that. But what I've noticed in uh, European, uh, early European sports cars, and even more of the elegant cars, there's so much artistic uh, flavor to be stolen <laughs> yeah, or, borrowed. yeah borrowed from those cars so when we do hot rides and things like that we'll use stuff from bugatti and delahaye and things like that and kind of roll it into vintage americana and it i think it's a nice blend well a lot of those delahaye's and things like that that streamlined stuff and a lot of stuff from the 30s french stuff and and european stuff as well um i know france is in europe but it, it had a very homemade you can see the rivets and a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it, a lot of the styling cues for a lot of the custom stuff that's done, you know, out of the United States have a, have a lot has, – has that feel to it, interior and exterior, right. aircraft, sort of aircraft-inspired. Yeah, really a mechanical – it has right. A, right. Kind of steampunk seems to be. Oh, no, no, no. S- seems to be a, a word for some reason that is. That's a word for some reason that I don't use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, no, but you're, I, that, that is a way to describe it to people that maybe don't 
understand the correlation. Right. Yeah, instead of hiding and smoothing things, a lot of stuff is purposely mechanical and visual. Like you said, rivets mm-hmm. and, and brushed aluminum and things like that would, that would normally in American stuff try to be more understated. A lot of it's featured. Now, yeah, I would yeah. say a lot of the stuff that you're you're obviously known for is is the pre-war cars, but I'm starting to see you're expanding a little bit more, doing well, some more. You know, <laughs> like uh, we talked about this um, the other day on the phone. We talked about this uh, T-Bird that you're building. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously you know what you say was a '59. Yeah, '59, and uh, that still kind of rolls into what we do because we really like the again going back to the same kind of concepts, the mechanical and the and the handwork and the metalwork, and so to do like a '60s era um, custom is all hand rolled steel, hand rolled metal. And it's it's still just just as fun. And so you're not putting an iPad in there? No, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be more period correct. <laughs> and I really like the art. I think that's the theme that's going to roll through in everything we do. Because yeah, in a little while when we talk about the car I brought, it's going to be so out of range of what anyone thinks that I would have. But if you look at the the bottom line, is I like the art. And so if I get to do stuff and experiment and create stuff, that's what I like. Troy is expanding because we always talk to. All the guys who do this kind of work and, you know, it's hard to make a living as as much as these cars may cost. You have so many hours into them and there's so much expense involved with doing it. And then there's your guys you have to pay in the shop and all that. Um, And the way to really I think the then result in a way, it's like a, a hairdresser, which is even if you charge 150 bucks a haircut, there's only so many heads of hair you can hmm. cut a day. At a certain point, you got to come out with your own line of shampoo, right. conditioner, and styling gel, and mousse. Then, then you end up on the QVC. <laughs> That's where you make your dough. <laughs> right, right, right. That's where you make and, your bones. And Troy has uh, some gauges, signature line of gauges, s- suspension components. I mean, when we talk to Hotchkiss, when we talk to all these guys, uh, Bodie, we talk to all these guys about this stuff, uh, it, right. it eventually gets into... Not only can we make some money and not have to actually be at the shop working the English wheel, but people that want a little taste of Troy don't have to yeah. spend a few hundred <laughs> grand and, and move, move out to L.A. <laughs> taste of Troy. Taste of Troy. kind of creepy. Right there in your own town of Flint, Michigan. <laughs> well, It'll these, come to you, UPS. <laughs> I, you see the cars, and you can see that. It really is just uh, uh, this labor of love that you're doing in there. But it's like, you know, you got to you build something really, really amazing, and then you kind of hope you sell 10,000 T-shirts in the process yeah, well, because that's, the that's how you fund, the, you know, that's how you get to the next. Again, I really, I really, again, I'll go back to the art thing. I want to create what I want to create. And it, the money part just gets in the way. I mean, you know, it takes so much time to do what we do. I never really get my money back on the cars, but I still like to do it. And it's, it's kind of a catch-22 thing. If I can keep putting out cars that people like and keep being in the magazines and, yeah. and, and developing the brand, maybe I can make a little money on the, on the back end with, you know, T-shirts and things right. like that. What? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, getting back to mm-hmm. the gauges. Mm-hmm. I do love gauges. <laughs> I, I do. And I have a love-hate relationship with gauges because I hate when they put the wrong gauges in a cool car. It's almost when they don't work. <laughs> well, I have that. Problem. Worse than that is when they're inaccurate because then you think it's doing the right thing and it's not. Yeah, but in in this world, I mean, these cars aren't you know taken out in endurance race and things like that. This is a little less. Uh, 
stress on the gauges in yeah. terms of, I mean, you yeah. want to know if you're going to blow a head gasket and you're overheating, sure. but you don't have, it's not quite as nutty with oil temp and stuff like that. But I hate it when they take something really cool and they put the wrong rims on it in the mm-hmm. interior version of that where these big sort of bezeled bubble brushed aluminum funky anodized this and that they would put on the interior they do a great job on the car and then bad 80s or 90s gauges or yeah. just gauges that didn't work with the car and so is your line do you have more than one to choose from at this at uh, this point the the company is classic instruments that uh, uh, actually builds the mechanicals mm-hmm. and um, they're pretty much you know top of the industry at least in my in the hot rod and custom car world and muscle car world um, our contribution to the, the 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 gauges was basically the design yeah, I really and that's what you're saying it's form and function and they need to work they need to be accurate they need to to do all the things you need gauges to do but they also got to work with w- the project. And yeah, they look great. Yeah. They, we're seeing a picture right oh. there. And the, yeah. Yeah, they look Oh, look yeah, good. what we did is we kind of borrowed from the old, uh, they had those old green line gauges that had like the green stripes around and we changed it up with the brushed aluminum and the gold accents and um, our crown is in there just because that's kind of our, our logo. But uh, for me, I tried not to overbrand it because I don't like things with a lot of words on them. You know, right? Yeah. You can put the icon the without putting your name all. Yeah, over. so yeah, that was kind of the kind of the idea. So yeah. make it subtle, and they're well, just supposed to be elegant and classy. Yeah, he did a nice job, and they're very. Uh, they have a, just a just a very classic look to them, and uh, I I. I just, for me, I don't know why I love gauges. I love gauges in the car, and for as much as I love them, is as much as I'll hate them if they're the wrong ones. And we went through this stage, maybe, hopefully, we're past it and over it, where we started off with the wrong rims, a lot of billety, ZZ Toppy crap. And then we went to that weird billety, ZZ Toppy steering wheel, which <laughs> yes. always bothered the yes. shit out of me. I and, like them when they, were, when they were like, when they were like 95. Silverado trucks, you know, yeah. you get in the truck, it's slammed, it's lowered, it's purple, it's got green stripes on the side, and then it's got this crazy billet fan steering wheel. And then <laughs> they went to the bad gauges, and that drove yeah. me nuts. And I, I'm hoping my children will grow up in a world yeah. without bad gauges. <laughs> well, they're just going to have flat screens like your Jag, and it's just going to be all Yeah, automated. but in the, the, to me, the coolest part about an old race car, and they do this with race cars all the time, is they take some old vintage, you know, Datsun 510. They do a great job putting it back together and putting it in its livery, and then you pop your head in, and it has modern gauges in it, and it just funkifies well, it for me. My whole, that's my whole world. I mean, we see we see all of these cars that uh, at shows or even that come through the shop that look, looks great from the outside. Oh, those are good wheels. You look inside, and it's got a big tilt van column. Like, right. why does everyone have to, to do things like that? And I think we have a few things that I... Uh, absolutely will not use and we when we get them on cars and we take them off we cut them up so no one else can c- commit the crime wow <laughs> like a DEA agent wow burning but, marijuana but, so angry <laughs> it's just so angry but I don't like the, the the flexi chrome hoses oh no 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 no, yes, no. I don't like those and so you were oh and the sleeved stuff yeah. yes the, yes Adam, Adam <laughs> likes the blue silicone hoses those yeah. are the, those are the best <laughs> here's how every conversation I have in the pits of a, a vintage race go because I see these cars, as, I don't know why it bothers me. Almost, you see, like the Batmobile, BMW, 
3.5 or 3 liter group 5 crazy car and, it, and, you, and the hood's up and you see the engine and you see how much time went into putting this car back the way it, it, it needed to be. It's, yeah. it's just amazing craftsmanship and, and it's just amazing. Everything's amazing. But all the hoses, like the radiator hoses and stuff, are out of that blue silicone. Mm-hmm. Bright and it and it's like royal blue or bright blue yeah. silicone. And I go, everything on this car, you've, you've you went to painstaking detail to make everything look vintage correct and perfect. And and it has to be vintage correct in order to go race it in a vintage race. And then you went with this silicone. Now I understand why you went with the silicone radiator tubing. It's it's yeah. better. But I would always say, and by the way, you can probably tell there's two ways you can tell I'm being condescending. One, if I start asking questions, <laughs> and B, if I say, "Can I take a picture of you and your dog, or you and your son?" If I want to take a picture, uh, at some point there's going to be a joke made. But I always do the move where I go, uh, "Do they make just this, change my world?" By the way, they make, uh, <laughs> they make the silicone and they make it in black. And then the worst answer ever. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you can get it in black. You got to order it, but you can get it. It's like you spent three hundred thousand dollars on this Jägermeister yeah. BMW three point from nineteen seventy thing that Hans Stuck drove and whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can order it in black. Order it in black. But then you wouldn't be able to notice the hoses. All you would notice uh, is the engine. <laughs> right? It, you open the black, hood. You have this amazing you black, engine. You have and a, you see blue hoses. You have silicone. You want the silicone? Get it in black. It'll go away. Or maybe fucking take some high temp. To scuff it and paint it, man. Well, that, actually, that follows one of my one of my rules, one of my unwritten or maybe written uh, uh, engine rules. Is I like to see things on an engine that make an engine an engine. I want to see intake valve covers, headers. I don't want to see wires, hoses. I don't want to see a chrome uh, power you know power brake booster. That's ancillary stuff. I want to see the essence. Of the engine, I don't like engine covers either. Like a lot of hot riding in the '90s, for a while, people would take their engine, and just put this big painted sheet metal thing over it. Yeah, and I think you can do a lot with the mechanics of uh, of an engine that they're beautiful. So. Oh, especially if you're getting into like you know flathead kind yeah. of stuff, hemis with, with the hemis, yeah. and especially if you're getting into some nice injection. Yeah. And some downdraft, whatever, and yep. you have some stacks hanging up. I mean, that is just a great look. I, I agree with that. I definitely like the mechanical oh, aspect look, of we're it. We're looking at a Hemi right now. Oh, yeah. With some really cool six-inch turned aluminum stacks. On. Is that yours? I'm... Yeah, that's an, uh, actually going in a project car that we are working on now. Um, that's a, a, a Ford Boss motor, 429 Boss. Yeah. So um, John Casse. Is the guy that uh, puts those together? And, oh, did they? Yeah. Did all of them have the hemi hemispherical configuration on the four twenty nine Boss? He he recreates yep. that as part of his Boss oh, Nine yeah. engine block. Yeah. yeah, great. It's just in terms of uh, American engines, which I don't always like because I like the overhead cam look. Like to me, nothing better looking than that Jag three point eight or four four point two with the huge piece of finned aluminum mm. head on there, you know, with the valve cover and the seat. That's the right bank. Yeah. That's the yep. left bank. Yeah. Big cams under there. Long, plugs going right down the middle. And then the big side draft Weber's like, oh, that's a beautiful. And even the gold. I don't even know what that gold is. They pay them. It's unbelievable. Americans, when they have the, even if it's chrome or whatever, the stamped valve covers and the holly four barrel sitting on top. It's like, 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> this looks absolutely amazing yeah. because it has that overhead valve look and it has that sort of Weber downdraft vibe to it that you'd see on a Mura. Tassi does this great job of recreating these engines. You can get them in a couple different displacements. They make crazy power. Mm -hmm. And he has a a whole variety of intakes for them. You could run the eight stack like this. You can run a carbureted, injected. You can run it with a blower. You can run, you know, just a regular. What are they? um, Is it aluminum block these days or an iron block? I think he's got an aluminum block. That one's iron block. What, What would a short block cost on something like that well, they're not cheap i don't know what a short block costs, but i think that one in particular yeah. is about 25 grand yeah and that like would that. be uh rods heads crank Com- complete yeah. I mean, it came in a crate with just the like that injection? with the injection yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think that one dynoed uh i want to say 680 somewhere in there uh, wow and, and equivalent Torque, or maybe yeah. a little bit more torque. Yeah, pretty torquey. Wow. So now, what is that going into? <laughs> it's going to a nineteen hundred pound Roadster pickup, nineteen thirty two. Wow. <laughs> well, you don't so, want to overpower it. So no, six eighty is fine. You know, and seven hundred, I would have been like, you're <laughs> out of your mind. So it's like, and uh, of course, you, you know, we put bias ply tires with about a three. I know you do. Yeah, right. I know you do. You did that on that like that Ray Bestos, Ray Bestos. truck, <laughs> and you flogged the shit out of that truck oh, too. Yeah. I saw you break stuff in that thing. Oh yeah. Oh, did you see? Were you? Did you I, know I, that I we I kind of blew it up on the on the drag strip? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talked to you about it. Yeah. They, they built this 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 roadster pickup truck, and it was it was for Ray Bestos, and I it was a giveaway. I think you were working truck. on it when we were I think so, at we're, the shop. But and before they gave it away, he, oh, he took it out to like Auto Club Speedway, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like and, a sweepstakesy thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And he took it out to test it. Blew it up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because actually, we took it around the 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 oval for a while, and then we yeah. took it to the drag strip, and I dumped the clutch at you know six five hundred, and it it did a pretty good burnout. Burnout, and it shook a little, and the drive shaft went that way. And, <laughs> and but as a roadster, did you have like your roadster? Yeah, your goggles and your leather helmet. No, I don't think I had anything actually. <laughs> how how does the process work if I want Troy Lad to build me a car? Do I come in with some ideas? Do I have the shell of something that I bring to you? Do you go track down the stuff? Uh, I- any of those options. Usually it starts with the idea. Because mm-hmm. some, somebody's always going to have something that they saw or they like or, or they want to they wanna do. And then usually if you're coming to me, you're going to know what my particular style is and the kind of things that we do. So then we put that together. And I use an amazing artist by the name of Eric Black who does all of our renderings. Mm-hmm. And so we throw ideas, start to draw it, and um, it could go – I mean we, do, we have a, a car in there. It took six months to come up with the drawings because it just kept back and forth, back and forth. But that was a prototype. There's, you you know, build we, by the hour? Um, well, I don't – actually, when I'm doing all that design stuff, I don't bill at all. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Um, but the artist, yeah, we have to pay the artist. Uh, um, uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Troy. Uh, you're working on something. You're uh, going after the uh, Riddler Award, and I'm, I'm curious what – what you're working on. That's actually just what, is, what I was uh, referencing. Oh. Um, yeah, that, that is, uh, it's, we call it a Packard. It's a 36 Packard Roadster. But mm-hmm. it, we actually, it looks more like Delahaye, Delage, very elegant, Art Deco, um, aerospecific. But it's not a real car. We designed it on paper. So, uh-huh. so then we're coach building it, which means we build it from nothing. 
for the most part, mm-hmm. and like, that'll do, be do, our car. Do you make like wood bucks and stuff? Like, Sometimes for the shape, or how do you mm-hmm. how do you do? Or you just bend like well, what's like con- thin round bar or something to. Yeah, we've to, done some wood bucks. Um, we do. We use aluminum uh, aluminum angle that we can shrink and stretch, and we can make a skeleton out of just aluminum strap, and then uh, shape the metal to that. Um, one thing that we've been able to do with this car is because I have one to one drawings that are to scale. I mean, our artists can actually draw to scale and not just like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken profile pieces of the side of the car, like the skirts or the fender openings, and then cut them out cut the sheet metal out on the computer with a CNC cutting machine because it's digital to digital. And then I can take the flat patterns, hand it to my guys, and then they hand shape the shapes and the rolls and things into it. Riddler's so. about the highest honor you can get, or I guess it is. Is that in the Bay Area still? It's Detroit. Yeah. Oh, what was in the Bay Area? Though? It, was the, it was, was the Grand Oakland? National Roadster yeah, Show. Yeah, it, it was, was Oakland, Oakland and show. now it's Grand National, which is next week. Oh, it, okay. it's here. So, it's, so, well, it's Pomona. When, Pomona. Is, when is Riddler then? Uh, March. So you yeah. gotta hurry. Well, we're going a year from now. Oh. <laughs> we're, well, yeah, we're we're smoking joint. Yeah, kick back, kick back. They're still drawing the car. We've been, drawing. we've been working that on that car for for three years already. It's it's a lot of work. Here's the thing so. about the Riddler cars: is like it doesn't surprise me. Somebody says, "Oh yeah, we rushed this car. It took five years." Yeah, that's and like that's, wow, and and. To win is one thing to be the, what's called the great eight, and that's the the judges go around. They pick their top eight cars, and of the eight, you win. They they must mm-hmm. be also a vetting process just to be in the running for whatever year. I mean, they, every Yahoo in the world would just show up with a lowered Miata if they, <laughs> if they just said, come one, come all, right? right. I mean, so how—I yeah. how, mean, obviously, they, they know your name. I right. mean, you have to have some— uh, uh, reputation in this world, or do you send in a picture, preliminary drawings, or like how, how well, do you even get considered to, for a Riddler? I think you have to be accepted just to go to the Autorama mm-hmm. first, and I believe that the the Riddler cars are actually picked out of the cars that get into the Autorama. So I think they probably go through a hundred or so cars, and they whittle those down to the Riddler cars. Mm-hmm. Then I believe they Riddler Riddler. Rid- and they work those down, riddle, yeah. Yeah, riddle, riddle, down to the grade eight and yeah. then to Riddler. So for me, um, I've already talked. I've, I go and do reconnaissance. You know, I go to the to Detroit, see what's winning, what's going on. I've met the judges. They've come to see me. So there's a little bit of, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's for everybody, but I, you know enough people in the industry, small enough that once the word's out, they mm-hmm. kind of know you're coming. Is so. is. Is that award starting to turn into, uh, like, is it getting competitive just based on price? Like, if there's some guy, you know, in a great team, great fabricators come in and say, this is the best we can do with $300,000. If we had a million dollars, sure, we can be guaranteed in the grade eight because we know what we can build. Like, well, when is when is the... The you're, budget of a of a car become the factor. You're opening a can of worms. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. um, a lot of a lot of that's a lot of people's complaints about like uh, the, the the roadster show too. You know, Amber, America's most beautiful roadster. People mm-hmm. were saying, "Oh, it's just about money." I don't think so. I believe that you can overcome pure money with art and style. Um, and I did that a few years back with my own Roadster because I, I had a, a car that was maybe a tenth of what the other cars in America's Most Beautiful Roadster cost to build. But I had 
I felt, and a lot of people felt there was more creative design and more uh, more of a cohesive theme. You know, I always use the example, if it's just about money, you could go and just take a car and chrome plate it, or a gold plate it, and it would cost you millions to put it in the show, and it's not going to win because it's ugly. You can still build right, an ugly right. car with a lot of money. If you have right. a lot of Armenian judges, you might take home. <laughs> you might, might podium. You right. might podium. But what I'm – no, but it's true. It's it, the same idea in racing as well, though. Like you take um, – in drag racing, you take a team like John Forrest. You're like, well, this is probably the most well-funded team. They're not guaranteed to win. Right. But their chances of winning because you of, have more resources you know, and, is is much higher, right? So I mean that has to play a big part. In, I, you know, in the competition. I'm, I'm gonna I agree in a certain sense, but also this is an, an artistic artistic endeavor. So it's like saying, well, this guy had more money for paints and canvas in a certain way, and it's more about the artist than it is the acrylics and the canvas and this because everyone's going to have stuff plated and nickel and chrome and brushed and polished and whatever. And yeah, there is stuff that involves, you know, insane fabrication or, or mechanicals. But I think at this level, it's more about what was going on, what the, what the guy's vision was more than what his, his checkbook was, you know, that being said, you could have the, you know, unlimited, you know, like they have in a lot of racing where they'll have the stock and the showroom stock yeah. and the under three you know, liters and whatever. But, but, but that the, would take away from it. You just want, you want no still... question asked. You just want you want to hoist that belt over your head and go heavyweight yeah. champ of the world. What yeah. is that thing? We're looking <laughs> at one that won in 1987. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that's not one of our cars. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> well, sometimes the judges don't make the best, best well, choices. The, one of the things I'm running into, too, I mean, it's not like you can really go in and compete with I – mean, it's going to cost money, I mean, a, a, yeah. a significant amount. Because even what I run into is I'll have ideas and creative things that I want to do, and it takes time, and i got to pay – my guys and my shop to do it. So um, there is some level of even just the creative part. It costs money to be creative. Um, right. So yeah, Well, it, it costs money to spend time. Time, yeah. Thinking yeah. and working and things and, and lost opportunity because you're working on this thing. You're not working on something else that you could get paid for. Um, so we want you back here in a scant 15 months. <laughs> Let's see if I saw. I may not even leave the studio. I may just chill here. Bring in some water and a couple of those cashews, and I'll just kind of chill out here. I'll bring a couple of olives of mangria in just to play it safe, and I'll, we'll just chill here. And then you come back with that Riddler award. But I imagine that what that does to the value of your car, if and you do win that, and if and you're the, the guy who underwrote that project yeah it probably goes up quite significantly if you can say won the riddler award or even into the grade eight in terms of value resale and all that kind of stuff but it does and but you know uh, in none in any of these cars you don't ever get your money back it really is a labor of of art and love and you really got to want whatever Right. Well, we're, you're you're the builder. Somebody's paying you. You get your money's worth. Well, <laughs> the owner of the car maybe well, doesn't get his yeah. money back. But the even, worst thing you do is spend a million dollars on a car, then move it over at an auction and get four hundred fifty. That happens all the time. It. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Well, it, there. It's a little bit of a. It's. I feel like it's coming around. Who's the guy out of the Bay Area who I love who builds all this crazy? Brazil cars. Oh, oh man, they have the Italian themed stuff and. Oh, I can't Mole. Remember. Mole, yeah. Yeah, Mole. 
goddamn, some of that stuff's just yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> and um, I think if you had one of his cars, and there's a handful of other guys, it's probably a pretty good investment. I don't know if you, I wouldn't say you'd buy it and flip it, right. but I'd say uh, like the Elgato or whatever that blue one is in the middle. Uh, I don't know why I love that car because it's 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 very Maserati, very sort of it, sort of uh, d- double it, bubble, and it just looks Zagato kind of kind of look to it with a with a with a uh, Ferrari engine in it. But you look at it, you think that was a car that was you know factory made. They probably only made 150, and you bought it, and it's worth you know, and it's going to go across the RM auction one day. But it's not. It was all hand. Built and that, that again, that's the same concept of you know our our Packard. It's we yeah. kind of base it on something, but it's just a concept. To, right. Yeah, to yeah. me, that's kind of having your cake and eating it too, which is a one-off custom car that looks like they made just a handful of in 1957 or 1937, but they never made this car. Yeah, that's 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 all you. Troy has uh, brought us a car. I should uh, tell you people, if you'd like to uh, support the show, you can uh, click through the Amazon banner. And uh, you can also uh, show a little love, PayPal. I mean, we get all these great guys that come out here. They bring their really cool projects. We go out racing. We uh, film everything and record everything and edit everything. Eh, racing fuel and tires and trailers and all that. It, it ain't free. Troy will tell you. <laughs> Diesel right. fuel. It takes a little something to get a car out to the track these days. But we bring it to you for free. And all we ask is to keep a little wind in the sails of our pirate ship. You can uh, go to uh, carcastshow.com, go to our website, and uh, hit the donate banner. Give us a little something, yeah. something. Tell you know somebody about this show. Tell somebody who's in the Tell cars. a friend. We like that. Uh, Matt's got his uh, Fox Body Mustang from 1993. Yeah. It's a highly coveted car. It's the most powerful Cobra on earth. <laughs> Factory stock Cobra. <laughs> Dino at 230. To that, trying to put that bad boy back together. That ain't, that ain't free. We need your help. Also, our uh, fine, fine sponsor this week, Squarespace.com. All-in-one platform, and uh, what you can do, it's a fast, easy way to create your own professional-style website. Beautiful designs, styles, and options. You can create a website for your business. Troy's got a beautiful website. Why shouldn't you have a beautiful website? Create your fantastic website. They have uh, over 100 employees. They can help you troubleshoot whatever you need 24-7. Starts at just 8 bucks a month, and that includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So you can get a free trial. No credit card required. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Use the offer code CAR1. So let them know you heard it here. Build your website and support our sponsors. That's CAR and the number one, 10% off your first purchase. And uh, show your support for CarCast. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Speaking of website, Troy's website, Hollywood Hot Rods. Dot com. That's yeah. HollywoodHotRods.com. You can see what Troy's working on. Check a look at the apparel line and the gauges and all that kind of stuff. Me coming around to a town near you doing a Mangria signing, doing some live podcasting, doing some live shows in Seattle and uh, coming up Royal Oak, Michigan and uh, Detroit, and Michigan and uh, Chicago. So go to Amcurl.com. You can find the live dates and uh, hit Corolla drinks and you can find out when I'm coming and signing and doing all that. Yes. Nothing. Nothing. You got it covered. <laughs> Can't argue You're with that shit. All right, let's step out to the parking lot and see what Troy brought us. 
Detroit, what have you brought us here? Fresh from SEMA. I've never seen anything like that. Really, well, really a departure from what your, your pre-war yeah. stuff yeah, that we were talking it. about. It, 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 it makes sense if I explain it. Uh, part of the idea is what we do at our shop, again, with the coach building and all that stuff, is we make handmade metal. We can build an entire car with hand-rolled metal, and we only do vintage cars. So uh, going to SEMA every year, we always have vintage cars that we display, and I've done stuff with Ford with the Coyote engine and all that. So. I noticed in their booth they always have uh, show Mustangs that were just wheels and fiberglass and paint. Right. And like, uh, what if, what if they we could take a new car? It's still made of metal, most of it, some right. of it, and do our hot rod stuff to a new car. It'll cut it up and just redesign it. So that's what my pitch was to Ford. So the idea behind this is we wanted to hand make new body panels or redesign the car. Um, and really kind of go with more of a supercar type theme. Yeah. And, and not do a retro, a retro Mustang muscle car, which people seem yeah. to do. Yeah, so, so what, if, what panels, I mean, we see your touches well, the, everywhere, but are, the, are any of the panels different? The biggest one is the roof. That, this is a convertible, so that's a hand-rolled, English-wheeled, all-aluminum lift-off roof. Wow. And that was the, the, that was the big deal. And you huh. did what I like to do, which is take out all the bad plastic stamps yeah. <laughs> and put in the great stainless steel and brushed aluminum stuff. And it's it it, it I I would suspect I, a burgeoning business, considering they sell two million Mustangs a year, would be selling the pieces that could pop out and go where the plastic or extruded plastic pieces were when it left the factory. The 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 seats are the interior at least from first glance looks relatively stock. Uh, they got a crazy diffuser in the rear. Well, the the back we cut from the. This is all different. Yeah, this is all different. Because the trunk from, lid is like the size of a subway sandwich. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> from I here forgot back about that. is yeah. all different. Right. It used to have a big plastic bumper. Uh-huh. And then this panel sat out at an angle, so we cut the entire back end loose, rotated it in, and then remade all of this out of metal, because it's missing the big plastic bumper. Right. It's so weird wow. when... I always say, you know, it's just like a, a woman with good plastic surgery. Like, you just don't notice. Like, you just go, well, this is stock, but you did a diffuser. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of a compliment, but you never really feel it because it looks like, oh, yeah. And then I always say the greatest compliment they can give a guy who does the kind of work you do is when you go, oh, no, we made this this way. And then the person goes... It didn't leave the factory this way, yeah. and then you go no, and they go why not? <laughs> that's the greatest. Yeah. That's the Actually, greatest when I came compliment. out when I first saw it, I didn't know it was a convertible. I thought you just reworked the, a coupe. I just thought you just reworked that's all the, the metal. That's the Like nobody really knows what's going on. I mean, everyone sees the big crazy diffusers and crap. I mean, that's obviously pretty in your face. But right. but I, I'm I like the back end the best because there's 200 hours of metal work <laughs> to reshape <laughs> all of that. And I have pictures of all of that in shiny bare metal, which right. is cool. And, and, and how, how does it work in terms of Ford? Do you own the car? Do they own the car? Do they have styling cues that they want to use now based on what you have done and so on and so forth? Um, 
basically I'm responsible to finish the car for Seaman. That was the big unveil. Right. And then it'll go to various shows. It's going to leave to the Montreal Auto Show in February. Um, I've done some track events with it. I did, mm -hmm. I did the Optima Challenge, uh, which wow. is a televised race. So right after SEMA, I raced it. So I'm responsible for one year to just make it. Be the custodian. Yep. And then and after that, I, I get to have it. So. All right. <laughs> and uh, it's got the side you, exhaust yeah. at the brushed uh, aluminum intakes right. and brakes on the side. Now, a lot of that stuff you, you left in bare metal to show your craftsmanship and to make it stand out. But the truth yeah. is, like, had you painted everything, it would look no even more solid than it was. And you, and you really wouldn't notice a lot of the stuff. But that's not what Seam was about, right? Right. And Seam that was, was the original design drawings had all of these alum exposed brushed aluminum panels. Yeah. And we went with that design. And just like you said, for Seam, it has to be a little bit over the top right. and a little bit, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I'd prefer if all the aluminum was maybe a like a black anodized, right. so it was black on black. Right. So when it's um, yours, you can do that. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the the now the seats look like Ford GT seats, but mm -hmm. I don't know. They are. If, yeah. Uh, Ford found the last set in the Italian factory. <laughs> wow. And Sparco um, is the original manufacturer for Ford. So they found, yeah. again, the pieces, and they sent me those. So that was kind of neat. Well, love this car. Yeah, I love I mean, that it's look. It's going to be your car. Why not? Yep. And one of these, you that's know, a car the advantage like this. of building a car for Ford, by the way. You'd be like, can you check the factory? <laughs> you got a couple of, couple of Ford GT seats. Well, the other borrow. neat things about doing a car for Ford is, you know, sponsors are pretty, uh, are pretty willing. The, the suspension yeah. on this thing is unbelievable. A company by the name of Cortex Racing. Oh, yes. Uh, I you know, know, you know yeah. Philip? He's the nicest guy, but this stuff, this stuff works. Yeah. Is, it is not cheap. Did you no, monkey? Good. <laughs> did you monkey with the engine at all? Yeah, the engine is. It's. I got to go to Dyno to prove it, but they say it's close to 750 horsepower. Wow. It's supercharged, intercooled, methanol, water injected. Can you now? Can we look at it? Sure. We should look at it. I think you know. For. I don't think new car engines are that beautiful. But what I do like is the fact that at least the blower looks like a blower. Yeah. <laughs> on this car. Yeah, I don't like. I hope you have chrome radiator the... hoses. Oh. No, there's no blue. <laughs> yeah. No blue silicone hoses. And the blower does look like a blower. Right, Ford. Uh, Ford's big Whipple blower. On so it. this thing's yeah. got the GT seats, but more horsepower than the Ford GT. Mm -hmm. um, should we fire it up and give it a listen? Sure. Let's do it. I'm gonna stand back here because I, I I know you got the side exhaust on here. Yeah. And it, when you pulled up, it was it was it sounded crazy. It's loud. It's pretty. I love the gas cap too. Oh yeah, that's seventy Mustang Mach One. Yeah, but uh, just all the little touches everywhere you look. Sounds healthy. Yeah. A little rattle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is sweet. Well, man, everywhere you look, you just see a, 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 a little Troy touch. Well, I forget about little things like that, because even that took, we had to weld this up, re-plumb it, move the, the, it takes so much just to do a little thing like this. And it's just, uh, it's just so amazing looking. All right, uh, Troy Lad, uh, you can go Troy Lad, uh, HollywoodHollywood.com. We have the Grand National Roadster Show is coming up in Pomona in like uh, January, do you know the dates? Uh, 23rd 
23rd to 26th. You're going to have, what, three or four cars out there? Yeah, we always have a booth in Building 4, and we'll have three cars. So we'll probably take this just because it's, it's new. Why not? Run yeah, out yeah, there, check out, out some trailer. of Troy's cars, yeah. and that's, check out And that's thing. in Pomona, yep. California. Great. So, until next time, it's Adam Crow for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, Troy Ladd, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel.